Welcome to Pearl Family Church. At Pearl Family Church, we are here to help you grow into everything God has created you to be as you discover that you are the pearl of great worth. In Matthew 13, 45 through 46 in the Weiss translation, it says the kingdom of the heavens is like a jewel merchant who is in quest for choice pearls. He finds one's most costly pearl and he goes away. And though it cost him all that he has, he buys it. That's just like God the Father sending Jesus, sending the very perfect gift, the costly gift, his very own son in your behalf because you are the pearl of great worth. Our, one of our songs today, You Are by the Life Worship Team in, at Life Church. It says, I will lift my hands while I'm waiting in the pain, whatever situation you find yourself in. Louder than my fears, I will sing. May my heart ever be reminded, you are good. That is the God, the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. They're good. No matter what situation you find yourself, God is good. You are good, oh, so good. Even in the unknown, I know that you are good. Even in the waiting, you are good, you are good, so, so good, you are good, you are good, Jesus, you are. So whatever situation you may find yourself today, God is good, and God loves you, no matter in the waiting, no matter in the fear, no matter in the undecision, and the unknown, he loves you, he died for you in your behalf, and you are the choice pearl in his treasure box waiting to come alive. So let's open the word a little bit more. You can say it this way, my God is a giver. My God is a giver. How do we know that? You can say with me, my God is a giver, perhaps during the end of this message or through all. In James 1.17 it says in the King James, Every good and perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, whom is no variables, neither shadow nor turning, which means basically there's no hint of evil in him. He is good. Let's prove it out a little further. In the International Standard Version, James 1.17 also says, Every generous act of giving and every perfect gift, say with me, perfect gift, is from above and comes down from the Father of what? Lights, who is the source of all light, in whom there is no variation nor the slightest suggestion of change. When he makes a decision, it's on your behalf, whether good or bad. But in this case, it says he is good, good, good. In the Weiss translation in James 1.17, it says, Every gift which is good and every perfect boon is from above and comes down from the Father who is what? The source of all light. Perhaps you don't have light in your life. It's all darkness because maybe you have not been attached to the truth, which Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So you need to have life breathed on you in every situation that you're going in through today. This is the light. This is the truth. This is Jesus, the Son of God, the perfect gift. Further, it says, 
in him there is no variation nor the slightest succession of change we just talked about that in the Phillips translation James 1:17 breaks it down a little further it says but every good endowment that we possess and in every complete gift that we have received must come from above say must come from above from the father of lights whom there is not never the slightest variation or shadow of his inconsistency there's no inconsistency with god he's stable he's secure and you can trust in him it says by his own wish he has made us his own sons through the word of truth that we might be so to speak the first specimens of his new creation isn't that exciting Paul declares that further in 2 Corinthians 5.17. When you choose Christ, he says this, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man, you could say, or woman, be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new in Christ. So you can say that hopefully by the end of this. Let's break down in the King James translation what the Greek actually means. The, the every good and perfect gift. The good in the it says every good and perfect gift. The good in the in the in the Greek means beautiful, valuable, valuable or virtuous goods. It brings a benefit. It is well. It is properly beautiful, but chiefly, figuratively, what good. That is, this virtual and, and valuable possession, if you will, is extra better, extra fair, extra goodly, honest, and worthy. So this is just the good gift and the perfect gift what we're getting to. So this is the good. We break down the gift now, the good gift we're talking about. So, so the good is something beautiful, valuable, or virtuous goods. The gift now, you could break it down in the, in the Greek with a phrase that is combined with the meaning says, a living, say living, covenant in action to take action or the act of giving. Let's break that down. It's a giving act, giving, it's an adventure, it says. Jesus took the most precious adventure to possess you, to give to you life everlasting. He obeyed the, the Father. It says in Romans 5 8 that God the Father demonstrated his love towards by sending Jesus Christ's Son. So the good and perfect gift in James is basically saying the same thing. Will you receive the good and perfect gift? So let's describe the gift a little bit more here. A living covenant action, take action. It's an adventure. Jesus took that adventure, laid down his crown, laid down his robe, laid down everything so you might live to die on your behalf. To bring forth, to commit, to deliver up. He delivered you up when he raised Jesus from the dead, if you say yes to him. To give, to grant, to make, to minister. He is ministering right now at the right hand of the Father. To, to offer to have power, he is power going to give you power, giving you some, to put forth or set something back in, in, in this day, to strike with the palm hand. So this is interesting, the covenant, there's, there's a couple things, there's about 10 or 12 different uh, 
pieces that he does in a covenant back in the Old Testament, the days of Abraham and Moses and all those things. You did a handshake, but in, in the pagan world, they'd actually cut the hand with a blood, and so you'd be mixing blood. Jesus has already paid the price for you, a blood covenant since the days of actually Abraham and even all the way back to Adam and Eve when they were bloody sheepskins that covered their nakedness. But the, the blood covenant is so real that he wants to connect with you. He's paid for that blood. He was split open. He was beaten, it says, in the part of the chastisement of our peace in Isaiah 53, 4. And by his stripes we are healed in Isaiah 53, 4-5. So he has bore that, that penalty on the cross. He's bled for you. He has is, he is confirmed the blood covenant. It's called a new covenant. It basically abolishes the law. We can still obey the commandments. But he is the new way, the way, the truth, and life. a better covenant. He is done in your behalf, the good gift, okay? So striking a hand back in the old days, a confirmed handshake on a deal. God is striking the hand in front of you on the cross in your back, ready from the dead three days later in your behalf to set something straight that was not straight before. When Adam sinned in the garden, he sinned for all mankind. So we became that new sin nature, basically. It'd be when we were birthed from when we, so we had birth from the womb, we already had that sin nature. We needed a new and better covenant. God says, I'll do it for, for them, Father. I'll do it for one. So that is the gift, good gift. We're building a good, a beautiful, valuable virtue of gift that is actually a living covenant. He is the living way, the truth, and the life, John 4, 14, 6 says. Now let's take a look what the actual perfect is. We talked about the good given, which is a beautiful, valuable, living covenant. Now the perfect, we're going to break down what it says in the Greek. It's a prophetic purpose that was to send the mature, perfect man, completeness, it also equals completeness. So he is the complete Savior. He is the perfect man to make you perfect and make you complete if you accept him. So let's take a look at the perfect. Complete in the applications of labor, growth, and memorial character. So basically you can become complete when you receive the perfect gift. He also set out in a definite point or goal, the purpose, the prophetic purpose, a proper point aimed as a limit, that is, by implication, a conclusion of an act or state. He is sealing the sin state in the garden. No more with his blood at the cross. No more you are, you are claimed a sinner. Now you are saved by grace, it says in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, if you accept the perfect gift that God the Father sent Jesus, the Son, to die on your behalf on that cross, and he rose three days later. If you confess that and own that, you will become that new creature. It's interesting that this, this particular state, the perfect man, that complete man, that he wants to become, you want to become a part of the family, it's actually... Uh, stated in this particular perfect sense almost 8,500 times in the King James Bible. So if this is so important in your behalf that he died as the perfect, complete man so that you may be perfect and complete. 85, actually 84, 97, you want to be technical, in the Greek and in the Old Testament, also the, the uh, uh, Aramaic and the Hebrew, 
it says the perfect state that is now restored through Jesus Christ 8,500 times almost that is so necessary that is stating about Jesus and Isaiah, the perfect purpose, that, that it is so necessary that today you can be complete and you can be perfect if you'll let him into your life. So that is the perfect. We all have to describe the good gift and now the perfect gift, okay? Let's break it down. Well, let's go a little further. I'm sorry. There's so much in the perfect that it's so important that 8,500 times it talks about it. It also is is that, that aim or that goal, that, that prophetic purpose. It, it says specifically to impost or levy as paid, say paid, Jesus paid the price, continual custom ending and uttermost. So what happens is a load that was borne by Jesus, that is figuratively a tax. Properly as an individual assessment on persons or property. When you say yes to Jesus Christ, he becomes your, your, he, you are his property. You are his, his son. You are his daughter through the father. So when you say yes to Jesus Christ, he paid the sin tax that, that could not be paid on the cross. But the levy that was imposed to you, it also talks about a tribute. So it's tying in the Romans time, we paid tribute to Caesars. You paid the tax to Caesar. In this case, he's paid your tax in full, complete, 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 to make you perfect and complete. When you say yes to Jesus Christ, you are raised to life again with him, and he deposits the, the new creation in you, which is the Holy Ghost, so that you might be guided and comforted by him so that it actually it talks more about Jesus Christ more about the father he says he will guide you into all truth so let's take a look at the gift we talked about the good and, and gift and now the perfect what gift let's break it down it changed a little bit it says a bestowment this is the gift now the second gift to bestow gratuitously say gratuitously you think God is not generous it says he gives to us liberally when we ask wisdom that's one of the good things in James a present specifically a sacrifice does that sound familiar to you a gift or an offering he has offered up his absolute life for you the very choice gift from the father he has become the offering and a sacrifice that is pleasing to the father when Jesus obeyed the cross he said and when, when he was baptized by John the Baptist he says listen to him this is my son who I am what? Well pleased. He was he knew that the sacrifice was coming. He knew he would obey him the Father. And when he did, guess what? He raised you together with Jesus. When you say yes to Jesus in the act of saying, Okay, I believe you, Father. I believe the scriptures that when Jesus was rose from the dead, you sent him as that perfect son. I accept him now. That is the good and perfect gift. Let's break it down a little further. There's a song that, that kind of surrounds the Christmas story that when Jesus was given to this earth and then he rose from the dead 33 some years later. There's a song by P.J. Putnam called Glorious and also I'll provide the links later in the notes. It says, My God, say my God, you reign forever and ever. You stay the same. Isn't that awesome? You stay the same. The story is still the same. Jesus loves you. God the Father loves you. God the Holy Spirit loves you. Will you receive that good and perfect gift today? My God, you are glorious. 
Shout it out. Shout it out. I know that he is what? Good. Sing it out. Sing it out. For the Lord is good. Jesus, you can say that right now. We shout your name. You shine for all the world to see. You are glorious. Jesus, we shout your name. Jesus, what? We make your praise. God, you are glorious. He is the Father of lights. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, so he is exact representation, it says in the Bible. So he is also light. Jesus is also life. He is the way, the truth, and the life according to John 14, 6. I am breathing life on you through the Word of God. Maybe you need that life today. When you are trapped indoors, the curtains are closed, you've got a mask on, or inside or outside, I don't care what it is. Jesus is the good and perfect gift. He is the way, the truth, and the life, John 14, 6. Will you accept him today? You can type it in down at the chat box here. You can type in, I need prayer. Be specific about it. I'm going to pray for a specific need. Be spelled out. We'll get prayer. We'll, we'll respond to your prayer. You say, I need Jesus right now. Type it in. This is your moment. I need Jesus right now. Type it in for salvation. He will accept you. You just confess your mouth. I want Jesus. That's all you say. Glorious for, for king and country. Interesting thing. Uh, for unto us, say unto us, a child is born. Glory, this is God with us. He is what? The miracle of love to set the people free. That's what he does. He came to redeem us, to liberate us, to complete us, to perfect us, if you will, perfect us, if you'll let him. Because when Jesus rose from the grave, he is now the right-hand side of the Father, the most pristine position in heaven. He has all the glory, all the power, all the authority. The Father's given to him he obeyed the Father, demonstrated according to Romans 5, 8. He came down in your behalf to set you free. But you have to accept this good and perfect thing. It isn't just given to you. You have to do something. He has done the price. He has paid the price for you. Now, there's always a man's side and there's always a God's side. How much more? He has freely given you all things, it says in the Bible. So he's done the act. He's died on the cross in your behalf. He left the throne for your behalf. He obeyed the Father because He loves you. He wants you to bestow that life everlasting in your life. He wants you to become free today. He wants you to let the chains fall off if you'll let Him. But you have to let Him into your life. You have to own up to that. I want Jesus right now. You can just say, I want Jesus. I believe that the Father sent Jesus. I, I, I take him into my heart. I receive him now as my Lord and Savior. And, and Jesus' name, there it is. Just type it in. Here's another one. When love came down by point of race. It says, when love came down at Christmas time. So Merry Christmas what? to everyone and peace throughout the year. When love came down at Christmas time, the child was born, the star shone bright. And we talk about that prophetic purpose. Do you think New Testament is the only thing? Well, it talks about Jesus. We talked about that 8,500 times approximately about this perfect gift that's coming. Isaiah, the prophet, proclaims that in Isaiah 9 through 6. Isaiah 9, 6, excuse me. It says what? 
For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulder, and his name shall be called, what? Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And in, in context, it's talking about the full trinity here. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But let's take a look. Isaiah takes out the, the, the most in part. If Jesus is the good and perfect gift that the Father sent in our behalf, is only begotten Son, the most precious Son who is well pleased, he highlights the most important gift in all three here. Of course, they have equal, equal properties, but let's take a look at this. Unto us a child is born. Unto us, what? A son is given. So there it is. It's proclaiming the good news, the good, perfect gift before the New Testament, before he was born, before anything happened, when all the chaos is going on in, in, the, in the Roman government is controlling the Jews and they're having a bad time. Guess you think you had a bad time. How'd you like to get beaten almost every day? That is what they went through. They went through... They were, they were basically poor and starving. They had to live under the Roman Empire and watch their backs, you know? They hated the Jews, the Romans did. Do you think racism is bad now? Okay, let's take a look when they were beat down and oppressed and you felt less than a turn, if you will. So that's kind of what it was. I hate to be b b blunt, but that's basically it. That's the evil of the day. We have evil right now. But guess what? Jesus still is the good and perfect gift. He is alive and well, seated at the right hand of the throne, if you'll accept him. The Christmas story. We know it all well. It's also in Luke chapter 2, Matthew 1, 20 through 24. It says, Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, What? Joseph... Thou son of David, fear not to take Mary as thy wife, for which in, is in, in, conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and they shall call him what? Jesus, in the capital letters, for he shall what? Save his people from their sins. Now this was done that might be filled by, which is spoken by the Lord, the prophet we just talked about, about Isaiah, saying, Behold, a virgin shall come, with be with child and bring forth a son, and they shall call his what and name Emmanuel, which means interpreted God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from the sleep, did as the angel said, and the Lord bid him and took him as his wife. So, if you know the context of the story, Mary got pregnant, a virgin, okay, of the Holy Spirit, but Joseph didn't understand it until God told him in a dream, You need to take her as your wife. What is conceived in her belly is of the Holy Spirit. The DNA of God the Father and in Jesus Christ was knitted with a human being so that he may come as a humble servant, not as a glorified savior at the beginning. He wants you to come humbly before him. He humbled himself, made him of low esteem, dipped himself of power so that you might live, so that he may be perfect and complete. Acts 7 says this in Acts 7.38. It says, this is he. Say, this is he. Acts 7.38, that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel that spoke to him in the Mount Sinai with our fathers who received the live, lively oracles to give unto us. What's well, in context, Peter's talking about a certain, certain. Uh, he's preaching to the Jews of the day. Uh, and he says, 
the uh, law that was given to us, now this is he uh, that has already died and has rose again. He's talking in context of tying in the Moses law that was given at Mount Sinai, the oracles, the living oracles. He's talking the living word. He says, this is even the church in the wilderness with the angel. So the presence of God followed him. It says, in, in, in actually in the Bible, the rock that 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 um, um, uh, uh, followed around that gave them water, that gave them life. It, it followed around us. It's a representation of Jesus. There's always a savior figure before the savior came. We know about Joseph, and and, and, and he was the the second in command. He was the type of savior. But Jesus is the savior of all mankind. He is the good and perfect gift. Furthermore, uh, Peter's talking. He's he's kind of rehearsing this story on Acts eleven seventeen. It says God gave them the what light gift, as He did unto us who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, there it is again. Even as He did unto us. And also He says, What was I that I would withstand? What is going on here? In Cornelius' house in Acts 10, he was a devout follower of God. He didn't know exactly who this Jesus was, but he says he gave much alms to the poor. He gave to the church, the synagogue, where they were able to build. He was a Gentile uh, soldier, uh, actually, which was a Roman soldier. Uh, they assume of the Italian band. It doesn't matter, but he was and response for at least a hundred soldiers and he servants that come and go and he decided to pray and he gave money to the church and what happened God recognized this and he sent an angel down Cornelius I've heard your prayers and he says I'm gonna do something I'm gonna send Peter the Apostle to your house and he's gonna preach to you and something's gonna happen well it's the the light gift is the pouring out of the Holy Spirit where the Gentiles got salvation for the first time when when um, uh, Peter started preaching about the gospel of good news, they couldn't contain themselves. The Holy Spirit came upon them, and, and it says they spoke in other tongues. So what does that mean? When you receive Jesus Christ, if you can't contain yourself, that's fine. Let the joy come out. He loves joy. He gives it pleasures forevermore. Once again, Romans 5, 5, the love of God you know is shed out in us, in, in our hearts, by the Holy Ghost, which is given what? unto us. 2 Corinthians 2.10 talks about the same thing. God hath revealed them unto us, what? By his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of the heart. We talked about the Spirit is a comforter, counselor, and he also guides you into all truth. But he also searches the deep things of the heart, that perfecting process. Galatians 3.24, the law was our schoolmaster to bring what? Uh, us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. The law was impossible to save you. It was the, 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 the schoolmaster, the rule book that you followed in order to do certain things, to uh, become accountable to God, to give blood sacrifices and to go these different ways. But it says it was imperfect and at that time it bring us what? unto Christ, okay? So we needed the Christ child. We needed the Savior. We needed the perfect man in order to complete us. Ephesians 1, uh, 5. 
It says, having predestined unto us, this was a, a precondition unto us, the adopted children of, of by Jesus Christ, what? To himself, according to the what? Good pleasure of his will. So he is pleased when, he come, when you come unto him. He says, I will give you rest, as Jesus says. Ephesians 1.9 says, having made unknown what? Unto us the mystery of his will, according to what? His good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. There was a purpose to redeem you, to bring pleasure to you, to complete you, to perfect you. You don't have to be pressed anymore. You don't have to be, oh, I've got such a bad state. No, he came to redeem you, to set you free, to redeem you from the curse of the law that is now blessing and pleasure and and joy forever. It talks about John 10:10, uh, 10, 10, where your joy is full and complete. That's overflowing in some portion of the Bible. That He wants you to have pleasures forevermore in your life. Excuse that Jesus. So it was purposed in Himself to have, to bring good pleasure to Him and to you. It's a relationship. Colossians 1:8. It says it again. For He has declared unto us your love in the spirit. So God is, is, is loving on you right now if you haven't figured it out. He's loving on you with his word, which is the word of life. First Thessalonians 4.8, it says, Therefore, he has despised, despised not man, but God, say, but God, who hath also given unto us his Holy Spirit, it's holy. Jesus is holy. The Holy Spirit is holy. God the Father is holy. But He can't impart His holiness into you until you become new. You have to see what, number one, is accept Jesus Christ as the Savior and Lord of your life. And then what happens is He deposits something in you. It says it deposits it's the earnest expectation of the hope in Jesus. He deposits the Holy Spirit, which is holy in you. He can't contain, you can't contain a holy, uh, the Holy Spirit, a holy creature without being holy yourself. So what happens? You go through the, the way, the truth, and life. Jesus Christ, who bled for you, the perfect offering sacrifice for you, and that the blood is, is, is now washed you clean where you can receive the Holy Spirit who guides you into all truth. When you accept that free gift of Jesus Christ, God the Father will deposit it into you. He promised to live you forever and to guide you into that perfecting, holy completeness if you'll let him. Titus 2.14 Who gave himself for us that we might redeem us from what? All iniquity and to purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous for good works. Once you have that deposit, once you receive Jesus Christ and have the Holy Spirit working in you, you can't help but being joyful. You can't help but flowing over into other people. It says you become what they call a peculiar people. Peter talks about in the New Testament, you became a royal priesthood. You are now a new creature in Christ. That you are zealous, you have a desire way beyond desire that you are compelled or that says the love of Christ constrains us in the New Testament, you now have a new desire, a pleasure to be 
with Christ and to share Christ. Hebrews 1, 2. Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, who he hath appeared heir of all things, by whom he has made the world. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. He has created all things. But also, when you say yes to Jesus Christ, Ephesians also talks about you're seated with him in heavenly places. So now you are not that, only that real royal priesthood, you are now restored to your state that was destroyed in the, in the garden when Adam sinned and even sinned. They chose to sin. They chose not to have the glory of God, which was taken away from them, and, and the, the saint stole the word, if you will. So don't let the word be stolen from you. The devil's a liar. It's called the father of lies he is. But Jesus is the father of light and life, according to the Bible here. So let's tie this together. Peter 1, 2. 1 Peter 1, 2. It says, But unto us they did minister the things which were now reported unto them that preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost, sent down from heaven, which things the angel desire looked unto. What is so special and unique that God died for you? It is unique that the deposit of the Holy Spirit, that the things that we are are given the mystery of God's will that we talked about. He doesn't hide things from you. When you receive Jesus Christ, you become that new creature, spiritual deposit of the Holy Spirit that's inside of you, wells up in you, and you have something to shout about. You have something to live for. You have something to uh, walk in love, it talks us about in Corinthians. So it says, unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire look to. They don't get this. He chose the apple of his eye, the pearl of great worth, which is you, a human being, to deposit himself pleasure, joy, completeness, that you can grow up into mature Christians. So you want that gift today? Just type in, I want Jesus. I want salvation. Pray for me. Uh, you can say it right aloud. I accept Jesus right now. We want to hear from you. So unto us, unto us, you hear it, unto us, unto us. You can personalize it and say, Unto me, the Son, Jesus Christ, is given. That's what we've been talking about. It's a personal gift. You say, unto me, I receive Jesus right now. Unto me, I accept what the Father did in my heaven in Romans 5 I He demonstrated his love, sent Jesus properly, laid down his life, and gave it for me. Unto me, a Son is given. He's resurrected on the right hand of the Father right now and gives resurrection life to all of us who call upon his name. It says in 1 Peter 5.10, But the God of what? All grace, who has called us unto what? His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after we have suffered for a little, will make you what? Perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. It is done. Once you say yes to Jesus Christ, you're at the right hand of the Father positionally. He settled what was messed up in the garden. He settled it once forever and evermore. We would talk about that glory with God forever and ever in this in the state as a human being. You, you might say, well, I, I received Jesus Christ. I don't really feel any different. That's probably what sometimes, most of the time, 99% happens. Some people have a welling in their spirit and they shout for joy. They dance for joy. They speak in other tongues. That's totally okay. So 
you know, it's okay. But when you see, it says it's, it's truth. You receive Jesus Christ by confession with your mouth that God has raised him from the dead. He is the perfect son. And you can say, okay, I accept that, that gift. I believe that the Holy Word is true. He's going to establish you. He's going to sell you. And you are eternally written in the book of life. It says that. You can't be ripped out from that, that position. Now it says it's a threefold gift. The Father has you in. Jesus has you in. And you can't be taken away from No man can do that. You are now a, that, that priceless pearl that he loves, that he wants to give pleasure every day if you let him. I love this. 2 Peter 1.3 says, According to what his divine power he hath given unto us all things that pertain to what? Life and godliness through the knowledge of him who hath what? Called us to his glory and virtue. Remember we talked about that perfect man, the completely man? When you have something to deposit inside you, that guider, that Holy Spirit, the truth, now you have this uh, you have this desire, that zealousness that pertains to life and godliness. We didn't have it before. We were in our spirit. We were in our sin state. We were robbed of that blessing. But when we say yes to Jesus Christ, we are now excited. We are called to glory and virtue in the heavens. But we are doing what? Do what you are on this earth until he calls us home. Here it is again. The second, uh, second Peter 1.4. Whereby we are given unto us what? exceeding great and precious promises that by these we might be what partakers of what the divine nature having escaped from the corruption that is in the world through lust so once we say yes to jesus christ we'll declare it again second corinthians 5 17 therefore if any man or woman be in christ he's a new creature say new creature Old things are passed away, all things are become new. Revelation 1.5, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, say faithful, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth. Now if we say receive Jesus Christ, we are now princes of the earth and kings. Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his what? Own blood. The blood is precious. The blood is precious. He redeemed you with the cost of his life and the blood. When when the father, God the Father sees his sons and daughters, they are, they are no longer guilty. It says there's no condemnation. What? In Christ Jesus. You have to go through Christ Jesus in order to get to the, the Father and he sees the blood. Doesn't mean you continue sinning because you don't have that desire anymore. You might think about it because the devil's trying to knock on your door. Stop listening to him. Stop listening to the Father of life. Listen to the Word of Life. Get your nose in this book. Memorize it. Profess it over your life. A good place is John in the New Testament. Read the Psalms. David had a lot of trouble as a king and before he was a king. You, you profess what the word of life is over you. Unto us a child is given. Unto us he loves us. Unto us he is given. So what are we unto me? I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to receive that free gift. I'm going to take it. I'm going to harness in my heart. I'm going to say yes to Jesus Christ. And what God the Father has done, he raised them together 
with, to, to, the, to the heavens. He does it same for you. You will receive resurrection life if you say yes to Jesus Christ and that God the Father has resurrected him. You believe that he is the only begotten son to come in your behalf. The perfect and good gift in your sauce. He has offered himself up for all. But you can personalize it today. Type it in. I want Jesus right now. I want that free gift. I want to be resurrected from my mess. I want to be given new life as a new creature. I want to bounce off the walls with Jesus if necessary. So you can do it today. Just type in, I want Jesus. This is your moment. Type in, I'm going to receive him now. Let's tie this up. If you want to go further, you can read in Luke chapter 2 about the same Christmas story. It says unto you in Luke 2 11 is born this day in the city of David a Savior say a Savior which is what Christ the Lord the International Standard Version says the angel says stop being afraid it's talking to the shepherds now listen I am bringing to you what good news of great joy for all the people today your Savior, the Lord Messiah, was born in the city of David. And this shall be a sign unto you. He shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And it says, And suddenly there was with the angels of multitude in heaven, hosting and praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest. Say, in the highest. Jesus is in the highest position in heaven. And on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. He wants to bring peace to us. He wants to restore you. He wants to redeem you. He wants to bring great joy into your life. Exceedingly pleasures forevermore. Luke 2.14 in the International Standard Version. I take that back. The English Standard Version. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among those in whom he is what? Pleased. Luke 2.14 English Standard Version. So we can say it again. The song by uh, Point of Grace. For unto us a child is born. And the government shall be on his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. His name shall be called Counselor. He is the King of Kings, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So you can say with me, my God is a giver. Say, my God is a giver. We talked about it. Every good gift is perfect from above, which is Jesus Christ. We broke it down in the Greek. And cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variables or shadow of turning. This is your moment. We talked all about the Christmas story. We talked about how he is prophesied from Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is given. We know that we are in the sin state of the garden and we can't redeem our own self. No good works can do that. We want to, if they think, okay, I can get there by good education. I can get there by doing good deeds. It, it, it all falls short. There's a gap between God and Jesus Christ. And you cannot fill that. Only Jesus can fill that. You fall short. It's called, you didn't, it says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So what do we need? We need that Savior that we've just been talking about. Unto us a child is given. Unto us a Savior is born. Today, this in the city of David, 2,000 years, Christ the Lord. He redeemed you. He laid his life down willing for you. He laid it down on the cross. No one had to hold him down. He loved you so much. I'll do it, Father, for one. Today is your one. 
You, you are the one. You are that pure robe of great worth. So how do we know this for sure? It says in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace have you been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. We just talked about it. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one can boast. It says that clearly in the English Standard Version, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Look it up for yourself. For by grace, God's grace, he's breathing grace on you right now. Breathing. He's wanting you to come to him. He's wanting to come to you. You have been what? Saved through faith. If you're believing on the word now, it's time. This is your this is your own. Your time to say to Jesus. You can say, Jesus, I want you now. I'm praying right now. And this is not your own doing. It is what? The gift of God has been given unto you. Unto you. Unto me, Jesus me. Not a result of your good works. He's already paid the price, shed his blood, that you cannot boast. The gift has been given. It is a grace gift. But through faith, grace through faith. You're believing that Jesus is real. You're believing God the Father is real. You're believing that he rose from the dead, that you can be raised from the dead to redeem you right now. You can say it. You can say it. And we've been talking about the whole time here. John 14, 6, it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming to the Father but, but through me. So if that's the case, is we can just own up to it, Nate. It also says in Romans, Paul's preaching to the Romans and the Gentiles at the time, and he says, the word is near to you. That's why the faith is building. We're breathing on the word with you. God's loving on you, right? The word is near to you. We've been preaching it in your mouth and what? In your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart of man, God raised him from the dead and is justified. But with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone, say everyone, that includes me, who believes in him will not be put to shame. So there's your call. This is your moment. You want to pray with me right now? God is giving all he can to you. It's now your turn. You want to accept the free gift that Jesus is Lord. He wants to come into your life. He wants to redeem you. He wants to save you. He wants to fill you. It is your moment. So you can pray it out loud with me. We'll pray along with you. The church will pray with you. Say, Heavenly Father. Say it where you hear it. Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus is the Son of God. He died for my sins. Get to bear my sin strains on the cross. And I now open the door of my heart. I open the door of my life. And Jesus, I invite you in. Thank you for coming. I'm now a child of God. And I'm heaven bound. And Jesus is my Lord. If you said that prayer, we want to congratulate you. Just type it in. We want to high five you. We want to get you some materials that you can grow spiritually. It's time to get in a good word-based church. If you want to come to this church online or wherever you want to be in the world, you can type it in. It says, I want to join church. You want to give, just click the give button. It's in several locations to support this ministry, to keep it on the, on the internet. It does cost money. It doesn't for free, but Jesus is free and he is good. Jesus is the good and perfect gift. We're so glad that you joined us today. Just thank you so much for, for hearing with the word of God, the precious word of God. You are the pearl of great worth. 
Thank you for joining us today. God bless you.